Hello friends, and welcome to Messages of Revival Podcast. This is Basil Howard Brown. These messages are what we call throwback 90s. Messages preached in revival in the 90s still carry the anointing today, even though the recordings sound a little different. Open your heart and enjoy these messages from the 90s and let God transform your lives by them. The Word of God does not return void, but it accomplishes what it's been sent out to do. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Please share this podcast with your friends. God bless. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I tell you, when you get into God's glory like we have this morning, you know, you don't want to come out of it. You know, it's not our fault that we have a long meeting. You know, if God could do this in 15 minutes, we could have an hour service and go home. But how many of you know God doesn't work that way? Amen. It's not a one hour dry cleaning service. Amen. In by 9.30, out by 10.30. I began a series, I can't remember when, it feels like it's been a long time ago. <laughs> when was the day, the Sunday we had? That was two Sundays ago. We had all that heavy snow and the diehards made it out here. Of course, I know many of you that didn't make it out here were still diehards, but you were snowed in diehards. Began a series that Sunday morning on how to hear the voice of God. And I thought I'm going to go ahead and rerun over some of that stuff we talked that Sunday morning because I want you to catch a hold of what we shared on. And then next Sunday we'll continue along these lines. Hearing the voice of God, I believe it's important especially in these days we're living in, to get direction from God. The whole thing is this, if we are doing something for Jesus, we've got to get His direction, we've got to hear the voice of God. And if we don't hear His voice and do something anyway, we could be doing something of ourselves. And many times when we do something of ourselves, we have to backtrack. We have to go back to the beginning and start all over again and do it God's way. I don't want to go back. I do not want to go back. I don't want to have to redo something because I didn't wait on the Lord. I didn't hear His voice. I just ran out there and did things on the spur of the moment. Let me say this. I know that there are people here this morning that are very anxious and very excited and full of zeal and I thank God for that and will not squash or push aside any zeal because that's the kind of people we're wanting in the river. We don't want dead heads sitting in the meeting going, my God, I wish he was over already. We want people full of zeal. We want people that are excited. We want people that are gung-ho. Let's go do it for God. But at the same time, I want to do it in the right timing that God has. Believe there's a day that's coming that all heaven will break loose. And we've got to be ready and got to be prepared for that. I don't want to run around spinning my wheels now and we're not actually getting prepared for what God wants us to do in the days that lie ahead. I mean, I believe as a, as a church so young, we've come up in leaps and bounds. I mean, I'm telling you now, we've done a, a whole lot that some churches haven't done in 10 years. The whole thing is this, that... that Hearing the voice of God and getting the timing that God has for us on everything we do. I don't want to start something in the church and then three months later go, people, you know, I think we're going to stop that. 
I mean, there's been too many things that have started and stopped in churches and people going like, well, are you really going to continue with this? Yes. I told you right from the start, if you don't want to be effective for God and do something for Jesus and just want to sit on the, on the chair and warm it every Sunday, this is not the place for you. If you want to get busy, and you know, that's, that's send a few people away. What I could have done is I could have catered to them and tried to cater to those that are hungry and thirsty and I would have lost somebody. Come on now. I want to cater to that which is of God, that which is of the anointing, that which is of the supernatural. And you can't come and sit in the river and be in the river every Sunday morning and then sit on your blessed assurance and do nothing. No, because there's a, there's a stirring that goes on in your heart every Sunday. You know, I used to sit in my brother Rodney's meetings and after, you know, three, four, five weeks of sitting in his meetings, I wanted to run out into the parking lot and start laying hands on the cars and on the trees because I was so fired up on the inside. He's talking about the call of God in the ministry and I'm going, my Lord, I've got to go now. Why? Because I'm, I'm so fired up to go. It causes a stirring on the inside of you to start telling others about Jesus. That's what it's all about. Now, let me read a few scriptures quickly as foundation scriptures. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Then down in verse 16, says the Spirit itself, which really should be himself. Even the King James says itself, but really it should be himself, because the Spirit of God is not an it. He's a person, and you don't refer to a person as an it. So the Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And then turn with me to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. I'm more concerned about hearing the voice of God than really anything else. Because when I hear the voice of God, I can go and do. <laughs> Amen. Programs, plans, don't mean a thing until you hear the voice of God. Amen. The Spirit, verse 27 says, the spirit of the man is a candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now we began to talk about this, saying that we can expect to be led by the spirit. This is something that we can walk in every day, expecting to hear God's voice. It all comes by relationship. I build a relationship with my wife, my wife builds a relationship with me. If I'm on the telephone and I call her and I just say hello or hi, she knows exactly who I am. Why? Because I built that relationship. Before I knew her, if I had said hello, she would have gone, she said, who's talking? Who's that? Because she didn't know who, she didn't know my voice. She didn't know me. But I built a relationship with her. Now I know her, she knows me. There's times I can look at her, I know what she's thinking. This time she can look at me, she knows what I'm thinking. Why? Because we've spent that time together. Almost been 14 long, wonderful years. <laughs> you get to know people when you're around them for that period of time. Amen. You get to know them. So it's the same with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I build a relationship with them by spending time with them. You know what? We're spending time with God right now. 
as we are sitting in church. This is a time, I tell you what, in 93, I built such a relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit by just being in the meetings. People don't realize that. <laughs> oh, here we go with another meeting. Bless God. Well, you're not doing too good at home. Some people can't even build a relationship with their husband and wife at home, and yet they don't want to come to church, but they want that relationship with God. You can't build a relationship with God at home. You've got to come together with the saints, with the anointing of God. There's a corporate anointing falling upon people. That's the place you can start building a relationship. Once you get a breakthrough, you can continue to build that relationship at home. But you cannot forget about the Sundays where we get together and worship God together as a body. You want to see people dry up? Let them stay away from church for a week or two. Come on now. I believe it's so important for us as the body of Christ to hear the voice of God in everything that we do. Do you know you can hear the voice of God when it comes to your business? He'll give you a deal. If only you listen. He'll give you a deal. He'll get you up on a Monday morning. He said, go get in your car, go down here, go talk to that person. They're waiting for you. You go down there, you got a deal. If only you just listen to the voice of God. Don't you think he knows what's going out there? Don't you think he knows what you have need of? I think my biggest concern in the body of Christ is that people are not getting hooked up to the voice of God, but they're getting hooked up to the voice of man. Oh, we can hear the voice of man real loudly, brother. What you have to do is hear the voice of God. Hear the voice of God. You can hear the voice of God through a man, or you can hear the voice of man through a man. So how do you know the difference? Whatever sits good with my spirit. If I see a man on television, a preacher on television, I don't care who he is. If he's not preaching the word, I tell you what, it's not going to sit good with my heart. It's not going to, it's not going to feel good. I'm not going to feel right about it. I'm not talking about hearing the word and then going, oh yeah, I've got to make that adjustment. Oh, I don't feel good about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about preaching the word of God and getting direction from God's word. If we had to follow the direction that man has given us in the last 10 years, we would have been in, in Toadsuck, Arkansas. <laughs> Couldn't think of a better place. <laughs> Come on now. Because we would have missed God. We would have, we would have listened to man. We would have had a church somewhere else. Down in Florida somewhere. Just wherever. But because we heard the voice of the Lord say, go to St. Louis, we just locked ourselves into that and said, that's where God wants us to go. We, ca we came up here, I'm telling you now, we spent three days in St. Louis. I drove 450 miles in St. Louis in three days. That was, that was about two days before Christmas last year. Not, not last year, the year before, 1997. We came up here, we spent three days in the car, driving up and down the streets, didn't know where we were. Of course, now everything is so easy. I mean, I'm going like, this is an easy place, but back then we didn't know St. Louis. We, we didn't even know really anybody here. We're driving up and down the streets, trying to find our way around here. We were, we were, we were finished. We were ready to pack up and go. We found nothing. We looked at many things, but found nothing. In the last night, the Lord looked, hooked us up with a <coughs> realty 
agent who's a Christian. And from there on out, things seem to straighten out. But I tell you what, we, we were just being here for those three days. I can tell you, we had no desire to come back. Actually, in fact, I remember said it was cold, it wasn't snowing, it was cold, it was raining, it was ugly, ugly. <clears throat> I remember sitting in the van going, my Lord, if I never come back to this place, bless God. Maybe God's trying to tell me this is not the place for you. You know, if it had been beautiful weather, sun shining, you know, Ted Drews. I mean, come on, that would have been a whole lot better, but it was just ugly weather. So we had really nothing to go on but the voice of the Lord. We had nothing to go on. Couldn't go on what our friends said. Some of our friends thought we were whacked out of our tree. We had to just hear the voice of God. God said, go to St. Louis. And we locked ourselves into that. That's the place where God wants us to go. Now, this is what I do many times when God speaks to my heart, especially about something that big. I push it aside. And in this case, it wasn't too hard to do because there were enough people helping me. <laughs> push it aside. Well, you shouldn't do that, brother. I shouldn't. Oh, no. Okay. We pushed St. Louis aside three times, and I pushed it aside, and, and for one week I'm going like, this feels better now, you know, I just feel like, the next thing, St. Louis, St. Louis. I rebuke your devil in Jesus' name. <laughs> God says, not the devil, it's me. I said, I know, I'm just, just trying. We pushed it aside three times. Eventually we couldn't. We'd eat, sleep, walk, talk to St. Louis. Couldn't get away from it. Called my parents and said, we're going. She says, no, you're not. My mom, no, you're not. Yes, I am, mother. When they came down here and were part of the start of the church after the meeting, my mom got a hold of me and says, why didn't you tell me what you told the people this morning? Why didn't you tell me that that's what God spoke to your heart and all those things? Because now, of course, they're happy. They, they're excited about it, you know. But they, they didn't want their kids leaving town. But the whole thing is this, that we had to go. As much as we wanted to be there, our home's there, the jacuzzi tub is there. <laughs> I don't have a jacuzzi tub right now, bless God. But it's coming. Can't do much about the heat, but we can do something about the jacuzzi tub. Amen. So everything's back in Florida. Why would we want to leave? Because God said, Amen. Because God said, I found the leading of God to be pretty radical. The Lord spoke to my heart back in Tampa. He said, I'm going to tell you to do some things that are going to be radical. That when you tell other people, they go, nah, that won't work. Because we've experienced that and that'll never work. You know what the Lord said to me? He said, many people have experienced things because they didn't listen to me. He said, don't go by what they feel. Don't go by what they experience. Go by what I tell you to do. Amen. So we can expect, we can expect to, to hear the voice of God every day. 
When do we get in trouble? When we judge that what God is telling us by our physical senses. See, when God speaks to my heart and tells me, I want you to go to St. Louis, my physical senses take over. Oh, I don't want to go to St. Louis. That means I've got to pack up everything. That means we've got to move. That means we've got to start all over again. <laughs> I'm comfortable here, Lord. You know, I've always found God to move me when I'm comfortable. We were comfortable back in South Africa. We were blessed of God back in South Africa, right in the middle of our comfort. He said, go to America. Right in the middle of our comfort, back in Tampa, he said, go to St. Louis. The moment we start getting comfortable with the things of God, he wants to stir us up. Go do, go, go do. So we judge what God tells us by our physical senses. Or we try and reason out things from a mental standpoint. God says, come to St. Louis to start a church. All right, get the pen and paper out. Start writing down. And when you start writing down things and start trying to reason out with a mental standpoint, you'll not do it. You'll not do it. It's the most ridiculous thing. God take you out of your situation you're in and put you in a whole new job or give you your own business and you'll sit down and go, this is crazy. I don't know if I can do this. No, you can because God's leading you and guiding you into that place. God will give you favor because you'll have favor with him. God will give you favor with man and he'll take you and put you in front of people that are far more educated, that are much more wealthy. He puts you in front of them and God will say, now you go ahead and cut a deal with them because you're going to get a piece of the pie. I'm going to give you a piece of the pie it's got icing on and you're going to get the piece of the pie with a cherry on the top. You're going to have your cake and eat it. And you'll be sitting in front of these people going, you know, I don't really belong here. I don't really belong in this place, but, but God brought me here. I really don't fit in here because these people are more educated. They know what they're talking about, but God's going to give me wisdom. I've seen God take people into a field where, where, I'm not talking about a field out there, I'm talking about an area of business where they know absolutely nothing about it, but they go into the place, God said, go in there, they go in the place, start telling the people that are engineers and everything, this is what's going on in your place, and they're astounded, they can't believe it. And he says, I know nothing about this, where's it coming from? God. But you try and reason that out in your natural senses with your natural mind. You'll never step out there. You'll never get to do that which God's called you to do. You know, so God's called people into the ministry. God called us into the fivefold ministry. God's called others into the ministry of helps. God's called some people to be business people. To make millions of dollars. Don't try to get in the ministry if God's called you to make millions of dollars. Go make it. Amen. Oh, we all want to just be in the ministry, bless God. Well, that might not be the place God wants you to be in. Maybe you're knocking on the wrong door. Just being led by the Spirit, hearing the voice of God. God, what do you want me to do? Which way do you want me to go? I'm not going to weigh these things up in my natural mind. God will cause you to do some things that are, are totally out there. 
Bible says there back in Proverbs 20, uh, 20 verse 27, the spirit of the man, not the mind or the body is the candle of the Lord, the spirit. The book of Psalms chapter 5. I think the biggest thing, if we can catch a hold of this point, I'm going to make right now, I believe this is going to change our lives forever. And this is the point, living in expectation. See, when you are starting to expect something to happen in your life, that's the time things are going to start happening. That is the time things are going to start to happen. I expect a miracle from God Almighty. I expect God's anointing. I expect the touch of God upon my life. I expect to touch St. Louis for Jesus. I'm expecting all this to happen. When I lay hands on the sick, I expect them to recover. We didn't pray for those hands that grew out and those feet that legs that lengthened. And when they happened, I go, oh, I, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I know, I believe it. I'm expecting it. In actual fact, sometimes you might not see me get too happy about it. I'll get drunk. I'll get hit by the power of God and get drunk like I was getting on Saturday night. But I might not get too excited about it. Why? Because I'm expecting it. I'm not, I'm not shocked when it happens. I mean, I've seen preachers pray for the sick and <coughs> something amazing happens and the sick person gets healed and they run around the church for 20 minutes going, wow, that was incredible. That, was a, that amazed me. Well, what were you expecting? We hope they're going to get healed. And if it happens, wonderful. If it doesn't, well, no. We're living in expectation. In actual fact, 99.9% .9 of the people we prayed for last night, and even with the staff and the pastors, yeah, I tell you what, I told them, if you don't hurry up and look, you'll miss it. I'm just, I'm just holding their hand in my hand like this, and there it is. Sorry, you missed it. I don't even have a time to think, all right, let me pray. Oh, God. I don't even have a time to pray. I'm just... I'm just getting it right. Actually, fact, I've seen hands grow. You bring the hands around together like that, and as you touch them together, it's out. You can't even measure it. God doesn't even give you enough time to measure the thing. And it's gone. People say, what are you praying? Nothing. I, was just, I don't have time to pray. Huh. If you don't hurry up, you're going to miss the miracle. Huh. Amen. You get there too late. Why? Because I'm expecting. I expect, I expect the miracle to happen. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I am ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. 
and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.